everyone, and welcome to Learning It Lately, a podcast all about learning and leadership, ideas and creativity, and successes and failures. I'm Don Eckert, the media specialist at Lely Elementary School in the Collier County Public School District. Today we have Patty Jones-Ragusa and Karen Pelletier, the academic coaches here at Lely Elementary School. They're responsible for a myriad of things at Lely Elementary. They're responsible for everything, let's just put it that way, from planning parent learning sessions to helping teachers implement instruction, and today we find out more about what they do and if there are any special projects on the horizon. And I guess that's kind of where uh, I'd like to start. It's like, I'm not from a district that had academic coaches before. Like everybody knows what a football coach does, right? But we had like coordinators for each department, but we didn't have coaches. So what on earth is like the responsibility of an academic coach? I feel like when you think about teaching reading and writing, at Lely Elementary, that weight falls on my shoulders. So if anyone, whether it's a parent, a teacher, or a student has a question about anything to do with reading or writing, I'm a person that they can come to to find information or to get more knowledge. We are... So we, you're, the, you're the person that has to be up on all the current research. Well, I try to be. We try, we to, try be. to be. We're always on the computer uh, Googling and looking up stuff. Right. We make it our resp responsibility to get the right information to the people asking the questions, but we don't always know the answer immediately. Sometimes no, we have to go and just research course. and ask around. Right. I know other math coaches in the county, other reading coaches are great resources. Sometimes we shout out to other coaches. We shout out to um, our principal, whoever, whoever might have the knowledge that we're seeking. That's who we go to. That's cool. We both spend a lot of time pouring through um, state standards. Oh yeah, and of course. All of those documents and all of that information that students and teachers will be responsible for, especially later in the year with the high stakes testing that comes. You know, the, the state and the dist our district is really good about pouring through and tearing things apart and taking them down to where they're really in digestible, understandable chunks. Right. But but most elementary school teachers teach everything. Yeah. So it's yeah. really hard to become an expert in one thing. So that's where Karen and I step in. My whole day, most of it, I mean, I'm paid to be a math coach. Right. So I get to focus on math and Karen reading and writing. Whereas, and, and that way we can support those teachers right. with what we're, we're able to spend the time to learn and get those important tidbits and support them well, it's, with it's, that. Well, it's an art taking what's in those documents, the standards, oh, so much fun, right? And taking that and then and putting it into something that's presentable to kids. That is that is an art. I mean... A lot of... I, I don't want to say interpretation because that makes it sound like it's opinion, but it's really... It's not opinion so much, but it is being able to look at the standards and interpret what they mean. And see how this would look to uh, an eight-year-old. Right. And it would be different in different classes and to different kids. And my new favorite phrase is, we can't just expect kids to teach the way, learn the way we teach. It's we need to teach the way they learn, they whether learn. it's cooperative learning, whether it's technology, whether it's color coding, whether it's breaking it down to a different reading level. We have to adapt to them in order for all students to be successful. I totally agree with that. I think that is exactly right. Do you find that even uh, you take into account the teacher's teaching style when you plan things? Like, 
if if you would say like, oh well, uh, for Mrs. Lindbergh, we're going to do things this way because this is her strength in the classroom, and for you know Mr. Perkins, we're going to do things this way because this is his strength, and and you guys make those decisions, or at least give them the the information in ways that they can access their strengths as teachers. Yeah, you share you share the information that needs to be shared with the students, but different ways to present it. So yeah, where one might have more fun playing a game where they're able to be less structured and maybe a little bit bigger sense of humor. You could right. do more things with that. Another teacher may want to do something more organized and more focused and structured like cooperative groups. So you can do different things based on different teachers. They kind of make that call themselves. Their lesson plans, they look the same to start with, but by the time it's implemented, it looks different in each classroom. Right. And you guys have to work with every teacher in the building all the time. We work with teams. Mm -hmm. We do. We, we and try. Teachers. Yeah. Yeah, we, we try. try. There's not enough time in the day to get to everybody. I mean, schools have a ton of teachers Absolutely. going a ton of yeah. different ways. So you, you know? never Their have a typical is... day. Like, the, your really. day is never. So when you come in, you have no idea what, what's going to happen that day. You have some idea what's gonna, what you plan to have happen that day, but that may not be what happens that day. Right. We, you do. You have a plan. I have a calendar. Put people, <laughs> I have a, put people on I, the I calendar. Have a plan. <laughs> you do. I have a plan. Yeah. And I use my calendar a lot. I put people on there just so I can like Room. look at it. And if anybody wants to know right. where, where should she be, but yeah, oh yeah, stuff pops up that has nothing to do with math or right. You know, but it's something just, that that you have to deal with immediately. Yes. It's like one of those fires you have to put out. Right. And, and you are the technology coordinator in the building too. Yes, and I'm kind of, I try to support in science as much as I can. Okay. But yes, technology, my paid positions are yeah. math coach and technology. Right, so. right. And uh, Karen, you are the resident graphic artist on staff, at, apparently, because I'll tell you what, I haven't <laughs> seen so the posters and the, the graphics that you make all the time. I mean, that's... That's incredible. Well, you know, one of the things is the kids have to buy into what you're selling them. And I think if things are pleasing to the eye, I think it, sometimes it's more inviting and it makes it easier for the children to pick it up or or to look at it and digest it. So right. I do enjoy so, that. She is I know, she's so amazing. Good. Maybe a little too much, but yeah, I'm, I do enjoy I'm one of those teachers that would pay people to do my bulletin <laughs> boards because I hated it so yeah, much. I am yeah. like not the artsy person, and she is so good. I know. It's amazing. She, like, I learned something new from her about, uh, gosh, Word and Excel and all these different... Uh, every time I get on, I'm yeah. like, Karen, how do I... I don't know how to do this. Well, think about our students, too. A lot of them are ELL, and they need, like, graphics and picture support, too. Right. So we're, we encourage the teachers as well to do as much with pictures as we can. I mean, we have many students here that have come straight from Haiti and speak another language. So, you know, I jumble through my French the best I can to talk to them, but the visual aids help, too. I know in math as well. Yeah, I think that's important. The, the Definitely the visuals, especially with our kids here. And one thing I have to say, I feel really fortunate to have her. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it's like at other schools between the coaches, but you this two work is, so well together. This is we, a great we, thing. We take care of each other. We look out for we one look another. At, yep, and we support each other, and we we try to be on the same page, you know, with yeah. what's going on, and yeah. So 
I don't know how it works at other schools, but I am so grateful for this. Oh, that's and I don't yeah. know. I feel the same way. Yeah, and I don't know if it's like as collaborative at other places as it is here. And I don't, I don't, I don't think we're a small school. I mean, 650 kids, that's not small, right? No, it's yeah. not small. There's so, many smaller. Right. Yeah. So I think it is unique to our school that you guys are so collaborative. And I'm lucky to have a math coach at our school because not all schools have a math That's coach. True. There's a reading coach at every school, but only Title I schools have a math coach. I didn't know that. So if it weren't for Patty, I probably would be doing some math stuff too. So oh I'm glad she's here. Well, I wouldn't be able to help you with that. I'm sure. <laughs> so you guys also run some uh, special programs for parents, like in the morning, the Books for Bagels, which was amazing. And Huge hit. Math and Muffins is coming up. It's coming. In a couple of weeks. Yes. And uh, But the Books and Bagels, that was so cool. Because I think for three days before that event, which was right before school, one day, you were running around like a madwoman, trying to get things organized and color-coded this and that, mm -hmm. and it was crazy good. And then we come in that morning, and you've got it all laid out in a system that anyone could understand, and it was so cool. And I think, honestly, we expected about 30 people, 30 parents. Which five. Would have, I expected five. Uh, five. Or five. <laughs> but prepared or, or for five. 30. Right, prepared Sometimes. for 30 because yeah, that that's happens. that's what you get. I mean, come on. We come from, we the, our community is, is uh, has parents that work. I mean, they go to work and they work a lot. And so we didn't expect a lot of people. There were over 100 people in the media center that day. We had the room filled. And I wish, I mean, it was the process was amazing. I, I talked with the principal and asked her what her vision was, and that's where we started. And then we presented the idea at team meetings. And then um, one of the teachers actually proposed the idea last year, why don't we have more activities where the parents are with the children? And right. I think that's what made the big difference as well as the advertising. Mm -hmm. Because I, I'm trying to think today on the way to work, I'm like, what was it that made it so successful? Because in the past, we've had five, ten parents show up for a parent workshop. Right. So I think the key would be include the children. We had that suggestion from a teacher. We went with it. Then we took the idea of parents helping their children learn to read or practice reading skills. Right. Different teachers suggested different ideas. One teacher said, why don't you use the 100 book challenge books? They're all leveled. It just was a collection of people that when their ideas were all put together, we had this organized, easy to understand way for the parents to help the kids. So it was a collaborative effort, but you're, I think you're right. Having the parents come in with the kids, the parents will do anything for their kids. And if you ask them to come in before school for 25 minutes for a workshop with their kids. I think parents, and I was talking to you earlier, I think parents, we all know they want a better life for their kids and sure. schools have this educators have this talent yeah and i also feel parents think it's a gift we yes. can give kids a better life we can give kids i mean the ability to read will change lives absolutely and so when it comes to something that the parents can't exactly do themselves they want help from the school i've had two adults in the last week in my reading lab taking pictures of the phonics posters on the wall That's awesome. and it, it makes me want to cry because they want to help their kids they just don't all have the knowledge on right. how to teach reading so right. the parents come in we did a side-by-side -side workshop how to ask questions to your kids while they're reading 
and we had them practice. It was like a hands-on workshop Yeah. where the kids picked a book up on their level. We asked the kids who their teacher was when they walked in. We knew what grade level right. they were on, and they were able to practice reading with their parents. It was a beautiful thing. It was, it like got me choked up. Yeah. And to be fair, most people don't know how to teach people how to read. You know, if someone told me like, teach people, teach this person how to read. Like I taught ELA for 31 years at the seventh and eighth grade level, but I've never right. taught a six year old how to read right. or a four year old how to read. Right. So I don't even know where I would start. I would come to you. Well, so just if anyone's, you know, listening out there, we hope there's a few of you. The workshop was more like questioning techniques to use with their kids. We weren't exactly teaching the parents how to teach reading. We right. were having the parents use questioning techniques before reading, during reading, and after reading. But teaching reading, that's what we do kind of in our after-school program. Great. Where we have 25 students that are getting additional instruction in phonics and additional instruction in reading comprehension. We Got have it. another one slated in January, January for oh, math. Cool. Great. We have, uh, and last year we had three classrooms, about, I don't know, 30 kids, something like that. That's great. So we can we can hit some kids in math. Yeah, that's great. So, yes. Well, and, and in a couple of weeks we have the muffins. Is it math, math and muffins? Math or? and muffins. Math and muffins. Math and muffins. Math so first. are you going for the <laughs> record here? I mean, are you, you going to try to beat that books and bagels total here? There's a, there's a challenge there. There is a challenge the there. The problem is I'm not very competitive. So oh, yeah. I'm really man. I'm really not. But we're gonna we're gonna do great. I need to. We've sent out flyers. Um, we've Kids are also balls. coming to this. Yes. Okay. We, great. We, we've kind of got the wheels in motion. The ball is rolling, and now I was just sitting here thinking, I'm trying to take on too much of this myself. I've been racking my brain for days. What are going to be the best things to do? I need to start saying that out loud. Yes. And ask. Oh, them. people will jump in. Yeah. yeah for so sure. I think Monday at team leader meeting and I'll start talking. That's to how it started. I'll start talking to different teams to get some ideas because I, I do have some ideas that I want to make sure like you sent the parents home with a card with questioning. Yeah. With they left with something. It. They got to do a couple of little activities. So I have in my head what I think would be best for the different grade levels, but let's see what the teachers think that their students really need, and we can help the parents develop some of those some of those skills to help their children sure. at home. Yeah, math. the whole collaboration piece I think is essential right. always. And, yeah, and we really do. We have such a collaborative staff. I know. To, you know, it's so they're great so here. good. They're so good. And a supportive. Um, administration, administration our leadership is, amazing is as well. really supportive of it. You know, yeah. It's a good team. We it's, have a great team here. It's a, yeah, you're right. You're right. So the last thing I wanted to touch on is um, what are the best parts of your roles here at Lely Elementary? What do you, what, what is like your thing? You're like, I'm really, I love this part of my job. I know mine, so go I'll ahead. go. <laughs> <laughs> mine, um, when I was a new teacher, uh -huh. I struggled. I think we all did. You know, yeah. it was horrible, and nobody yeah. tells you that it's going to be hard. It's it's really hard. Yeah, it's hard. And my my I was in a team with two other new teachers, and we were all buried. And um, it took several years. And I still always, I, you know, teaching's hard. It teaching is, is a hard, overwhelming job. So what I always wanted to do was help teachers. I always wanted to do that. I always wanted to get out, be a mentor, take some next step to help teachers. Right. 
I get I became a mentor and I, I mentor teachers along the way, whether paid or not, you right. know, absolutely. And sure. now I get to, that's, that's my entire job is to help teachers, is helping teachers and helping kids. And I know if I can go home at the end of the day, look myself in the mirror and I've helped people, it makes me smile. It yeah. makes, I was thinking about that this morning. I was talking to Rosa in the office and I, I told her, I said, this place makes my heart swell. Like, I, I just love it. I love helping people, being able to go into classrooms, being able to, you know, just help. And yeah. help the profession. Right. Our profession gets a lot of knocks. Oh, you think? So, you know, I can't, <laughs> I can't be political because I'll get really sure. aggravated trying to do those things. Right. My best place is here, trying right. to help the profession profession from Whaley Elementary School every day. Absolutely. And you, you so mentioned, I try. <laughs> no, absolutely. You mentioned uh, teaching is hard. And I think if ever you find that teaching is easy, you're not doing it right. I mean, even in like, for me, years 25 through 30, they were hard, you know, because teaching is a hard profession, you know? So if it ever gets easy, you're not doing it right. You're just going through the motions, yeah. you know? But I remember like the first five years were you know, you're 24 seven because you're even on weekends, you're just like piled and stuff like, what am I going to do Monday? That kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think years six, seven, eight, nine, you kind of get your groove, but it's always hard. You know, your, your favorite thing. I mean, I want to piggyback off of what Patty said, just because I feel like all teachers, we have an obligation to our profession to leave it better than we found it. And when you're in the classroom, you're in your classroom. And I say, we need to open our doors just yes. figuratively. We need to share things. We need to support one another because you cannot do it alone in this profession. Right. And the better teacher you become, the more important it is that you share. I think, um, I did not want to do this podcast. <laughs> but you said to me, you know, think if we can help one person in, you know, some... I said Small, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. Okay, so Oklahoma, this is for sure. you. I said, you know what? You're right. If there's something that is one little thing that we can say that will help someone, then I'm all for it because, because this is a hard profession and we don't get paid enough, That's right. but it's, it's, it's doable if we stand together. But the best part of my job, I would probably say is not even the reading and the writing, but it's like, you do not realize the power you have to change one life. Every single one of us can remember one thing that someone said to us when we were younger. Yep. It's oh, yeah. either really yep. positive, yep. you can do it, I believe in you, or it's really negative, you're never going to be anything in this world. Right. And every educator and every person that works at a school has the ability to change a life and to believe in a kid. And I think at our school, I try, I know the whole administration tries, I know the teachers tries, we try to uplift our students, we try to tell them how smart they are. Tell them that they can be whatever they want to be. You don't have to be good at everything. Right. You have to be good at one thing. One thing. That's right. And so just for me to put a positive twist on their day or maybe to change the negative thoughts that were in their mind to positive is just so powerful. And that's, I mean, I live for that. I yeah. live for making someone's day. I agree. I, I think that, you know, I want every kid, every teacher, everyone who encounters me during the day to have that one positive interaction you know, so that I leave everyone with a positive interaction every day, you know? I was, I was talking with a teacher yesterday, new, newer teacher, overwhelmed. Um, 
you know, it's one of those people that my brain is so worried that we're going to lose this new teacher and just adamant about the fact that, you know, there's so many demands on my time coming down from above that right. make no sense whatsoever. And we right. don't let kids be kids anymore. And we have these high state tests and we have this and we have this and we have this and we have this. And my thought has always been, yeah, we do. There's, there's sure. a lot of ugh out there, but if I can be here and be a positive, you know, I'll put up with all that. Right. I'll, I'll deal with it right. and we'll soften it for each other and we'll try to make it better. But at least I'm, the kids are going to be here. Yes. The kids have to be here right. in this system. Whether we're here or not. Whether we're here or not. Right. I want to be here. I'm going to choose to be here and deal with all that stuff. Right. Because they're going to have to be here with somebody. You bet. Might as well be you because yeah. you know well you have their best interests at heart. Right. So this is for this podcast I am dedicating <laughs> to teachers in Chicago and everywhere yeah. that that right. just get fed up and try to make good positive change. So hang in there, teachers. Good for you. Good for you. And after those profound thoughts, we're going <laughs> to call it a day. And uh, that's all for now. So we appreciate you listening and hope that you'll tune in again next time. Connect with us on Twitter. We would love to collaborate with you. Our Twitter handles will be below in the blurb. And thanks again for tuning in and we'll talk to you again later. Thank you.